right? Yesterday I was driving and I re- was recording a voice memo about how I had had been or have been, I'm not sure, in a state of silk breath for like 12 days. Um, and that was, let's check the date, on July 28th, 2022. And that day was, I was in a very, very intense state of focus and it ended up being to the point where like, I was just meditating between every single client. I was meditating in my garden. It's meditating while driving. I was feeling um, an increase of that energy that was kind of making me do all these weird kriyas and everything. And um, I noticed also that like the more that I slowed down the breath, the more that I almost like would stop breathing or like stop my heart almost in a weird way. I know that sounds weird. Um, that the energy would be less erratic and it was getting more and more and more erratic. So I was having to relax more, slow down more, breathe more slowly. And it's not like, oh, I did the A and B and C specific technique. It was just like the only way to make space for this energy or the only way to allow this energy, the only way to like be comfortable with this energy was to go deeper and deeper into my meditation. So at a certain point yesterday, probably around like 7 p.m., I was just staring at a cone flower, echinacea. I guess that'll always be like a powerful flower to me now. And I started to get into such a, a deep state of concentration and gaze that like the entire world kind of became gray. Not in a really scary way, because like obviously like I could still hear the birds sing and everything. I was still consciously aware of my environment, but everything looked to my eyes as though they were gray because my eyes were open. And then I was able to actually reverse nostril or alternate nostril breathe without trying, like without, without using my hands, basically, just with pure concentration, breathing out of one side and then the other. And I was just working on that. I was braiding the energies. I was working on my focus and concentration. Then I ate a little bit of food, I think it was. And then I was like, ah, I should really make dinner. But all I wanted to do was meditate. So I went more deeply into meditation. And that's when things got really wild. And I did record a video last night, which maybe I've posted. But um, I'll just kind of explain it here. Because I was like kind of in like an ecstasy state last night. But um, the, the meditation just got so extreme. And like I said, that energy was just really strong. And you could... I kind of got an understanding that the the energy did not want to be blocked. So like anytime it was erratic and like making me almost have like seizure like movements, it was like it did not want that. It wanted to flow. It wanted this perfect rhythmic undulation, right? It wanted to undulate like a wave. It didn't want to be blocked. So like things inside of my body had to kind of get more and more and more extreme to allow it and my understanding was like all the things that have been happening the 12 the past 12 days with my body and my mind had been to kind of like open up my body more and more open up these channels more and more and there was a point like I'm just gonna describe to you like a few moments in my meditation last night even though first off it might not make sense and secondly um might sound a little bit crazy also thirdly it might be hard to understand exactly what i'm saying but i'm just going to do it anyways and also like these might be out of order because time and space are a little bit twisted last night when i was meditating but it was kind of like 
there were certain points where like I had to create like a perfectly silky smooth well mm, let's start before that when I was meditating on the echinacea I was able to use my breath the inhalation and exhalation so it almost feels like you're working with two different um, breath sources or breath energies and I was able to like move the breath in such a way that you can start spinning the breath and that was spinning in my heart chakra i was able to like really spin that spin it spin it spin it and actually the visual for what that looked like is almost like the um yin yang or the sign of pisces like that's kind of how the movement of the breath exactly looked like in my mind's eye is like um just this like constant sort of spinning 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 and like once you get it going it kind of goes on its own it kind of like I don't know, it's like once you get a motor going, like it keeps going, you know? So that's kind of what happened with that. And I think it was from that space of like that motor started, then I was able to, in the next step, do these other things. So then once I was laying down, what I was going to try to describe before was um, the breath wanted to be really long and it wanted to be um, perfectly unbroken, right? So like, the inhalation is completely cohesive with the exhalation. Like it's just like one huge long infinity loop basically. But in order to do that with that high energy that I was feeling, the high energy that I was experiencing, I had to like open up my throat so wide. And it's such a hard thing to describe because I've never done it before. So my throat was opening up wider and wider and wider to allow this breath to go in and out in the way that it needed to, like this hollow flute basically. And then the energy kept on increasing at the same time. So that meant I had to be like, my throat had to get wider and wider. I've never experienced anything like that before. And then um, the energy started to get more intense. And then my tongue started flickering back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, like crazy. And I don't know if you ever saw like photos of, or not photos, (laughs) um, paintings of demons, like from ancient China or whatever. Uh, I could be wrong about the origins of these, but where there's like a tongue flickering back and forth and the eyes are rolling around like um, in circles, like that started happening inside my closed, when my eyes were closed, my eyes were rolling and rolling and rolling and rolling really fast. My tongue was flickering really fast. I literally felt like a tiger or a lion or like a demon. It was like, (laughs) but it was like my tongue was going right, left, right, left, right, left, like really, really, really fast. out of my control in a way, but except I was controlling it through intense concentration and my eyes were spinning, 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 spinning. Um, and I was like, damn, <laughs> no. And then there was a lot more alternate nostril breathing um, that was happening. I was kind of braiding the, the breath from the right and the left nostril felt very different in that deep state. So I was kind of braiding those breaths together. Um, again, like this is all intuitively, intuitively guided. And of course I have been meditating for 23 years or, well, this is my 23rd year starting of meditation. So it's like, obviously I have a lot of awareness around these things, but I'm not like consciously being like, now you do this. Now you do that. I'm like, just knowing somehow I know maybe if past lives exist, then I've had many past lives of practice. That could be the case. Um, But I don't know. I just know what to do or I knew what to do. And I I kind of feel like we would all arrive at that point or all arrive at that knowledge. So I'm thinking that even if you were in that situation, you would know what to do. But I don't know. 
because I can only speak from my own experience. But yeah, my tongue was flickering back and forth. My eyes were spinning, spinning, spinning. I started to braid the energies together. And then, um, then the energy was really like on fire and lit up. And then, then all of a sudden my back, my spine just started stretching in these crazy ways. Like almost like a staircase, but also like stretching higher and higher and higher. My spine was stretching so long. I thought it was going to break. And it was just like, I didn't even know my spine could stretch that way. It was like, what my spine can do this. This is crazy. I felt like I was a contortionist. It was like literally like a slinky, like being pulled apart in these crazy ways in a really weird pattern. And then it felt like it wanted to keep going, but it was being stopped or blocked. And then I'm like, oh, right, because I need to relax more. I need to allow this more. I need to breathe even less. So there were moments of this. Um, I can't remember this part very well, but there were definitely moments in this aspect of the meditation where like I was literally not breathing. I was just holding my breath in such an intense way. Uh, like the bandhas in my heart were extremely strong at this point and I wasn't breathing. And there were actually at this point of this most intense meditation, somebody was lighting off fireworks and I was able to mean, and it was like gunshots and I was able to maintain my concentration during that. That was pretty cool. I thought, and then my cat jumped on me and I still was like, no, I'm here with my breath. I'm doing this. Right. So then, um, yes, there was a, I wasn't really breathing. Um, and I don't know if this was before or after, but also there was a point where like, I was literally able to like control my heartbeat with my breath. I know that sounds crazy, but, uh, that's what happened. Um, so once I was at that point and I, my breath was slowed down that much and the ceasing of the breath too, to a certain degree, which felt like 20 minutes, but probably was like probably the most or the longest I've ever held my breath, but I don't know how long it really was. Then the energy took a few more times, like where it tried to go up and it couldn't tried to go up and it couldn't kind of like a ball rolling up like a ski ball where like the ball rolls up, but like it, you don't roll it hard enough. So it doesn't make it like it doesn't have enough momentum. So once I kind of got the momentum going again, um, and I was able to relax enough, which it was more like relaxation than gaining the momentum, then the energy oof, went all the way up to the crown of my head. And then my spine arched back three times. And it was interesting because it was the exact same type type of contraction and um, expansion that uh, had happened many times in my, like after the Kundalini was aroused, I guess you could say, like in Kriya, when I was doing my yoga practice, I would often experience that exact same contraction without the pleasurable feeling of it. And I think that that's because like, it was trying to prepare me for it. So it, it had that beautiful contraction. My neck went all the way back um, and feeling in a completely blissful state. And like, I don't want to be gross, but it literally felt like I just kept getting the word like virgin, you know, um, which I'm pretty sure. And then afterwards I was reading about like, yes, the Kundalini rising is related to the virgin. Um, but yeah, it felt like, I don't want to be gross, but it, it felt like having sex with a virgin or being a virgin and having sex without like any of the weird, not like 
guilt and shame, but like that weird feeling around it. It was just like this pure, like this purity. Like I, it felt like I just had sex basically. Um, and you're just like in this like beautiful energy and you're like, wow. And I just stayed in that energy for a really, really, really long time. So happy. I don't know. But it just really felt like sexual, but pure. And it really felt like this huge wave. And uh, Igor, this guy, I will link to him below. He has a very similar Kundalini concept that I, as I do. And they, oftentimes, well, he's explaining this, but even the ancients will explain it as like this flow of gold, this like alchemical gold that flows up into the crown. And it definitely felt like this molten, beautiful, you know? Um, it was beautiful. So I do think I've had a Kundalini awakening, but I'm not sure that I had the Kundalini rising in that same way. I've had it in dreams, but I never had it in like a waking state like that. So I think that could have been like my real true, 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 true Kundalini rising, not just awakening, but rising. And yeah, today's my first day, my first full day of real life afterwards. And, um, Last night I had some homemade pizza. I was very, very hungry after that. So I ate a lot of good food and all like home grown, home cooked food. This morning I had some homemade sourdough. I'm drinking some raw unpasteurized milk with some homemade cold brew. Also, I just want to say, haha, drink, drinking coffee and eating meats don't keep you from having a Kundalini rising, bitches. So if you're like, mm, you can't eat meat and blah, 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 you have to be vegan in order to be spiritual, go check yourself. Because that ain't no thing, baby Jane. But also, okay, so leading up to the Kundalini Rising, I was having a day. And one of my favorite things in life to do is to have a day, which means like you don't put any like crazy schedule on yourself like maybe I have some um responsibilities during the day but like yesterday I only had a couple of clients and so I just like enjoyed myself and I just let myself go buy little things from the thrift store and everything and like it's kind of cool thinking of all the symbols that were coming to me yesterday before the kundalini rising um and I was, I saw so many eagles. I literally saw an eagle flying overhead, an eagle like right next to me in the ditch while I was driving. And then um, I bought a fireplace with an eagle on it. And I think about like the fireplace, like the molten, like lava, you know, and um, my bedroom is actually going to be basically like a volcano. I'll show you it eventually. Um, so it's going to be like the heat inside of the volcano. Volcanoes are really associated with my birth card, which is the Eight of Diamonds. So I really like to use that symbol a lot in whatever I do. And eagles are just like my spirit animal. So I also like to have them present with me everywhere. And then whenever I was in thrift stores, I was seeing eagles everywhere. I took so many photos of eagles yesterday. Um, and then with like the lion thing or the tiger thing, when I was like flicking my tongue back and forth, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's so weird to say that. I saw a tiger. Um, and I almost bought it at the thrift store. And right next to it was an egg with a cow painted on it, which I actually didn't end up buying, which I think is very exemplative of like the union type of energy, which I'll explain that in, I'm writing a book a little bit about that, but 
Um, because you think about cows and yolks, like you're yoking the energy and cows are like really highly prized in India. I also think that cow's milk is very life-giving, sattvic food, which I've been drinking a ton of. So like, even if I lose my milk supply, I'm like going to go buy a cow. That's how much I need to drink milk. Um, so yeah, um, so those were like a lot of the symbols. And then I was even buying like a lot of kitchen instruments and I kept buying whisks, which are like a spiral shape, which I think like the Kundalini energy is like very spherical. And yeah, there's just like so many powerful like images that were happening as well all throughout the day yesterday. So I think that I was like subconsciously preparing for it. Um, I think my energy like knew that it needed to go through this now, like the timing was right to go through this right now instead of later. Um, yeah. So the timing was really right with all of it. And yeah, I don't know what else to tell you. Like there's obviously like very specific things that happen in the Kriya. And I think a lot of people, think that they have to go to yoga classes and they have to do certain breathing exercises and everything. And I do teach exercises for achieving parts of the mental aspects that you need, but I really, and I'm not sure, like I, I really am like, you know, there is a possibility that I've had many past lifetimes of working on these things and now it's just all like innate knowledge, but I just, there's a part of me that feels like we must all have this knowledge within us. So I don't really feel like, I don't know. I'm, I'm just curious to see over time. I'm sure it will be revealed to me if that is the case or not. But um, yeah, I, once you really achieve union with your breath, first and foremost, once you're like really achieve perfect concentration on the breath, the rest follows like the Kriyas happen on their own. The Bandhas, happen on their own. Um, this is something that just like naturally wants to happen on its own and it did not need to be forced by any means for me. Um, it just was like, even like, even the bandhas, even like these crazy locks where you're holding your breath. Um, and then even like the ujjayi happened on its own, even the breath of or is breath of fire the same thing as ujjayi? Like when you're exhaling really, really hard, really, really hard, the throat breathing really like all that stuff happened on its own. I didn't have to force it. I didn't have to cajole it or anything. It was just, it all was inherently happening. So yeah, don't think that, I mean, maybe it is the case, but I really think that most likely we all have this innate knowledge within us. Okay, sorry, I'm just looking up where I have to turn for my route that I'm taking. I'm driving right now. So, um, yeah, that was my Kundalini rising. I would love to hear if you've also had the same experience as me. I wonder if you experience the same sort of bandhas and the same sort of pranayam and the same sort of alternate nostril breathing. If you also are able to alternate nostril breathe without using your hands. Um, if you 
understand what I mean when I say silk breath. I was in the energy. I was like silk breathing for two weeks beforehand. Now the breath right now does not feel like silk, but the speech is very calm. Like, I, I don't know how it sounds to the outside, but my speech feels very calm. My energy feels very contained and collected. Um, my breathing feels like really like warm, like in the way that um, vocals, when you're mixing vocals sound warm. I don't know, like it's like, ooh, ooh, I don't know, it's like flowy. My voice sounds flowy, it feels flowy, my breath feels flowy. So um, I'm not a thousand percent sure if the silk breathing will continue, but I think later on this afternoon, actually when I get off of this little podcast thing that I'm making um, and I'm driving, driving, I usually can get into some deeper states of concentration and focus. Sometimes I do breathing exercises. I might kind of try to feel out like, what is it like now? What is meditation like now post Kundalini rising and share that experience too. But yeah, I just think it's awesome. I think yeah, I just want to let people know, like, you can, I was drank a ton of caffeine yesterday. I'm drinking caffeine now. I drink milk. I eat meats. I was, I ate white flour the day before the Kundalini rising. I mean, 90% of my diet right now is, well, even up to 95% of my diet right now is like foods that I grew myself from seed that I cultivated and loved every single day of their life. And, um, food raised by farmers locally that I know the farmers I've met the cows all that um so that could have a part in it I drank spring water a lot last week and I do think all that stuff helps but another thing that I think helps is that I do live a life that's very very much in alignment with who I am and authentic to who I am I don't engage in things or ways of making money that aren't true to my heart. And as soon as they start to feel like they're not true to my heart, I shift and change and I sacrifice a lot. Like I'll just go without making money if I don't feel like the way I'm making money is um, authentic any longer. And I think that that like constancy of self and um, integrity maybe also helps the process I don't know I, I would think it would because there has to be like a sort of I don't want to say I'm pure but there has to be sort of like a purity of intent you know so I do think that that does maybe matter because otherwise like this could have happened at any other point in my life but it happened now and I'm like much more at peace and I'm also trusting in life a lot more like all I've been doing lately is trusting trusting and trusting which I've always been a creature of trust but now it's like extreme trust all the time um and helping others to do the same so that is my story and i would love to hear your thoughts i would love to hear any questions that you have i'd love to hear about your kundalini awakening or kundalini rising experience if you want spiritual coaching it definitely does help as well as life coaching to get you in alignment with your self your integrity the life that you want to live all that stuff helps you to live a happier life, but also it does help with spiritual work. Um, and it is one and the same. And I can also invite you into some of these deeper meditative practices that I do. And that will get you to that first door that you can walk through where your inner wisdom will take over. And I am teaching several clients these 
techniques right now. It's a lot of fun and they have immediately or they have immediate um, benefits in their life already from that, just from those first steps. Uh, spiritual practice has a lot of practical benefits as well. So yeah, if you want to do one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, long-term coaching is between three and six months and usually clients also renew, but let's get started. Just email me hi at NicoleBrenny.com. That is H-I at N-I-C-O-L-E-B-R-E-N-N-Y.com. And we can start working together soon. I only have a couple of spots open right now for long-term clients. So reach out to me ASAP. Uh, but no rush. I'll make sure to find some time for you. So please, if you're interested, reach out to me. We'll make something work. And I also do offer readings. Those are helpful at the beginning of the path. Um, but I do recommend coaching. Um, if you're really ready to transform and to change things, it really, really makes a difference. And uh, one of my clients the other day was like, I experienced so many shifts during these sessions. I'm literally obsessed. And that was like the highest praise I could have received. So thank you so much to my client for saying that. I'll, I should actually like find the specific quote. I wrote it down um, and I'll share that on my Instagram. And if you do want to follow me on Instagram, I'm Nicole underscore Brenny on Instagram. And to keep up with like my lifestyle and my home, that's at Nicole's Prairie Home. Subscribe if you haven't. I'm Listen to the Stars on YouTube. That's uh, youtube.com slash listen to the stars. I have videos there. Uh, this is, I, I don't know why I'm doing this podcast thing, but it's fun. If you like it, maybe I'll make more. I just like to make podcasts when I'm just like driving and rambling. Um, so if you like it, I'll see if I can do more. All right, I'm off to continue my drive. I really look forward to, or I really look forward. I really enjoyed sharing this with you and I look forward to sharing more. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye.